Welcome to the Safety with Purpose Women in Safety podcast. This is a show that provides a supportive space for women in safety careers. We break down the barriers and provide opportunities for growth. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified of new episodes and join us at safetywithpurpose.com. Now, here's your Women in Safety podcast host, Tamara Paris. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Women in Safety. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. Nice to have you. And if you're coming back, thank you for returning, because I've got a great conversation for us today with Natalia Gills of PepsiCo. She's the Environmental Health and Safety Senior Director of their Europe sector. And Natalia is going to talk to us about what is it like working in a company like PepsiCo. It's a large organization that is well known for being innovative, creative, and at times an industry disruptor. But how does this type of culture impact the safety philosophy? Well, she's going to be talking a bit about that. Natalia is also going to share with us what indicators do her and her team use to evaluate their safety programs and make sure that they're successful. Natalia is also going to be speaking at the EHS Congress in Berlin, April 2020. If you haven't registered yet, navigate over to ehscongress.com and you can still register for that great event. Now that's enough for now. Let's get into the conversation with Natalia. Hi, Natalia. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Tamara, for inviting. It's a good opportunity for me to talk to you and share my thoughts. So I wanted to kick this off to hear a little bit about how did you become so passionate about health and safety? Well, actually, I joined health and safety professional community only six years ago and acquiring environmental responsibilities three years after that. But my journey with health and safety passion actually started much, much earlier when I enjoyed my career in supply chain management and manufacturing. Uh, Throughout my career, I have had a passion for people I work with, for their, I care for their welfare development, how they feel. And I have always tried to make a positive impact. Probably that's why I was considered to be a good match for the role of Europe, PepsiCo Europe Health and Safety Lead. And uh, with the objective to bring business experience, more sense of ownership. And that's how I moved to this function. And I think at that point, my passion found an outlet. I realized very quickly that this role gives me an invaluable opportunity to look after people and planning just day in, day out. And to make this world better. I don't know any other role which can give this sense of purpose for anything you do, right? And it also, it helped me actually to become really focused on what adds value. Because when you deal with health, safety, protection of planet, it becomes very clear to you what adds value and what's not. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And you actually started from supply chain. So this is really quite a different switch for you. I like to kind of call it the social work of business. You know, it's a different part, different part of the the way we do business, uh, health and safety. We focus on really people, very people oriented. It was really our 
a great opportunity for me to learn uh, as well. When you are in supply chain business, you lead, manage uh, things directly. You have the whole team and you just make things happen. When you move to EHS or health and safety function, your role changes. And this is, and it becomes about influencing without authority. It actually, it boosts very different skills, uh, leadership skills. And I also found this very rewarding. It is about your influencer skills and how can you influence change, change in perception, change in values, change in mindset a lot of the time. Quite like, um, you know, how you are working for an organization that's very well known in society to be innovative, creative, and an, an industry disruptor. Um, health and safety, we, we need to be innovative. We need to be creative. We need to um, get people thinking in a different way. Safety should be really integrated into our processes, not something we do to people, but something that everybody collaboratively values and wants to engage in. And I really wanted to, to learn from you, um, if you about how is working in a culture that's so creative and innovative, how does this impact your safety philosophy? Well, this is true. PepsiCo environment is known for its constant change, for, for its growth that also impacts our work in safety. And it is very critical to be proactive, to be true business partners, to make sure that we are not only are responding to the change effectively, but we are anticipating the change and leading the change in a way. So, for instance, when we open new sites or we, when we introduce new technologies, we need to be there shoulder by shoulder with the line business, making sure that risks are mitigated, that the right capabilities are in place. And also with the changes in the world of work, we need to be very proactive to bring new control measures and new thinking into the organization. A good example is digitalization. Everybody now loves digitalization and talks about the benefits of it which are enormous, I would say unprecedented. But as EHS professionals, we need to think about the risks it brings and how we can positively and effectively mitigate them, which are physical, which are mental risk as well. So we need to be proactive and just uh, go with the business, being a step ahead, making sure that when innovation comes, we are there to prevent, to protect our people and planet. Yeah, no, you're very right. It, it is about being a step ahead, you know, um, almost like a guardian. We're, we're always on the watch for, for what could be occurring when something new does come out that everybody else is really excited about implementing stepping back and looking at it and saying, okay, yeah, this is really great. This is really exciting. What are also the things that we have to be mindful of and look for as indicators as to whether or not um, uh, there is a risk that's potentially 
um, going to occur? What is the probability of something occurring? And there's a lot of discussion right now about leading indicators and what indicators do we use to do our measurements. And I wanted to learn from you, what indicators do you and your teams use to evaluate your safety programs and their success? First of all, I would like to mention that unlike lagging indicators, which are relatively fixed, leading indicators actually can change. They depend upon the work you do, your focus and your priorities. It's very important to make sure that there are leading indicators which which fit for purpose, right? And let me give you a few examples from our business. Fleet safety, for example, is number one risk in my business environment. So, and obviously we measure it. Uh, we have lagging indicators like road collisions. This, this is a major lagging indicator. And in terms of leading indicators, the, the key for us will be percentage of safe drivers or safe driver index, which is enabled by telematics. It will be also a defensive driving trainings, completion prior to our drivers starting their jobs. That's very important that it's not just a training. It's not about skills, developing, making sure people have defensive driving skills. It also delivers a very strong message that we drive defensively in our company. And that's a must. So road traffic rules are great. They're important, but we ask for more. So uh, those two will be the, the, the most important uh, indicators in fleet safety. Uh, as far as other risks are concerned, uh, we have such indicators as compliance to standard, where we are, what is uh, compliance to our EHS standards, uh, what are the action plans, action plans availability, what is the level of their completion on time and in full, what is the completion rate of our near misses, which means that they are addressed and the feedback is provided to a person who raised this near miss. So those would be examples of leading indicators. We also can measure how leadership team does safety floor. For instance, Gamba, we have AHS Gamba works, and we want them to be regular, and we want them also to be followed by the actions, which we can also measure. One thing that you touched on before, and it's not discussed a lot, and I really do think it should be, is how leading indicators can change. People want a fixed set of things that they can just always return to. And in my experience, you know, the indicators are always used kind of a measurement of are you getting to a certain outcome? So, what is your goal? What is your outcome? And then from there, what things are you going to be looking along the way to see, yes, we are getting successful, as well as what things do you need to be cautious about that might be showing that you're veering off? From my point of view, leading indicator measure input, right? What you do to create a safe environment. And obviously, you will do different things depending where you are at the moment and what are your priorities. So if we talk about some new indicators, which we introduced recently, I can give you an example. For instance, 
EHS risk culture score. We have implemented risk culture maturity model and we measure risk culture. This is a new indicator for us. And we can follow up on that and see how the perception of our people has changed based on the actions we have done, right? Or coming back to digitalization. A few years ago, we didn't even have any indicators which measure how we use our digital tools. Now we have those indicators, which is like MyHS usage. This is our corporate tool. And there are various components of those indicators which show us the progress. And what is important for us that not the usage of the tool itself, but the data and analytics it generates for our decision-making and also the time the tool saves, which can be invested into managing risks. That investment into managing those risks, that's a very key point and a key part of what we do. And I wanted to kind of shift a little bit and, and find out from you at PepsiCo, what is the most important safety asset that, that you, you have, in your opinion, talking about investments? Well, from my point of view, it's, uh, it's people. Uh, and by people, I don't mean only EHS professional. I mean leadership, I mean frontline employee, and people and culture which these people build. That's the most important asset and enabler of safe environment from, from my point of view. I wanted to, to change um, it up a little bit and more, learn more about you. You know, um, if, if you were to share with us an important failure that you had to deal with in your career, what was it and, and what did you learn from that? I have had a few challenges in my career. I would like to share one of them and probably one of the most recent. It relates to actually vulnerability. Asking for help was not something which my parents engraved in me. And we also have a perception in corporate world that leaders need to be strong, self-standing, and its vulnerability is probably more liability. And a few years ago, I had a very special time in my life and in my career. I had a lot of changes. I was moving countries, I was moving jobs, uh, and there were many, many serious changes. I had to learn EHS profession coming from supply chain. And uh, it was a big challenge for me, which I faced. And I focused on the job done on my immediate team, and I worked very hard. I delivered results eventually, and I'm proud of them. But uh, the cost I paid, personal cost, was quite high when I look back at that. And I think whilst focusing on my team and on the results, I could have leveraged the system and the organization better and ask my team, my colleagues, and my manager for, for more support instead of being this be strong person who can, uh, you know, who can conquer, conquer the world um, on her own with, with, with her team. Uh, I did it eventually, but it took me uh, a bit of time. And since that, 
I've learned that uh, it is very important to show your vulnerability, not just, not only in order to get help and support, but also to build uh, trust in relationship with your colleagues. Because when you put uh, on this mask of be strong and can do everything, uh, you deprive yourself of, of building a better, more intimate relationship with your peers and with your manager. So that was my learning. I think that's a good learning is to trust in each other. It goes two ways. Accept help from others and offer help to others. Society-wise, we are ingrained to take it yourself and deal with it yourself. You know, leveraging your network around you and other professionals also. And talking about that, I understand that you're going to be speaking at the EHS Congress in April 2020. And I was really hoping that you might kind of give us a, a little bit of idea of what you're going to be speaking about. Well, he, yes, that's true. And I'm really excited by this opportunity uh, to speak and to share my insights and experience. I plan to speak about uh, PepsiCo Europe's EHS journey over the last few years and uh, its critical enabler, which is the evolution of EHS team and its competencies. I will refer specifically to the transition of technical experts to business partners and change agents and, and, and the benefits and results uh, which this transition delivered. Amazing. That's going to be a really good conversation. And people are going to be learning a lot about what does it take for a company such as yours, PepsiCo, to be as phenomenal as it is in different areas. So I think people will be really looking forward to hearing what you're going to be sharing about that journey. And what other value do you see when you're attending these conferences? I believe the Congress presents a great opportunity to broaden your perspective. When you work for a big company, you tend to be inwards looking because there are so many things going on that it's easy to get to lose this broader perspective. The Congress helps to explore emerging trends, learn from others, share your experience and insights. And what is, I think, very important that there is always a rich diversity of attendees, including EHS professionals from various businesses, academics, regulatory representatives, and expert consultants. That creates, I think, a unique opportunity to learn and also to share your insights and experience and therefore to influence EHS community. So I have been participating in European EHS Congress on several occasions. It, it always added value. So it's more than just a conference then. Yes, it's a great opportunity to network, to validate what you do actually. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting that from when I'm talking to different people that it's a great opportunity to network and um, hear from other people, their stories and what different organizations might be doing. And then how can you uh, maybe take some of that and integrate it into, as you said, when we're working, we're, we're looking really inward. And this is a great opportunity to kind of break from that 
and and get some more perspectives and maybe some different ways of doing things that we wouldn't have thought of before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I can tell you, I always come back with some, something new for my team, for my work. Was there anything that you wanted to share with the, the listeners before we go? So I, I would encourage listeners to join EHS Congress. And I think EHS is a great community we share. I mean, we can work for competing companies. When we talk about EHS, I think we, we share with generosity what we know, what we have experienced, because we are all united by this sense of purpose to protect people and planet. I think we should stay, uh, we should keep connected as EHS community. That's, that's very important. And continue to make this world safer and better together. Yeah, no, I like what you touched on there that, you know, safety, the EHS is a community and there, there is no competition in safety. That's not what it's about. And, and it, yeah, it'd be really great, as you're saying, like connect with other people and, and bridge out, create projects that, you know, maybe if you are looking at creating a similar type of program, the Congress is a really great place to connect with other people who might be doing similar ideas and, and, and get insights from those who you would not normally meet in your day-to-day life. Yeah, absolutely. And the modern world, I think, creates a lot of opportunities for that. Virtual working, you know, there are no distances. We can bridge everything. We should build on these opportunities. It is a real example when the sum of one plus one is not two, it can be 10 when we work like that and leverage our, our experiences and learnings and share. Well, that's all the time that we have for today, unfortunately, but it was a really great conversation. Thank you so much, Natalia, for joining us today. Thank you for your questions. Well, thank you, everyone. That's all the time that we have for today. I hope that you enjoyed our conversation with Natalia Gills of PepsiCo. If you're interested in talking with her more, go to ehscongress.com and register for the Congress happening April 2020 in Berlin. You can network with Natalia and Anna and Andrew and so many other EHS professionals. It's going to be an amazing event. And if you're interested in finding the show notes, please navigate to safetywithpurpose.com backslash women in safety. All our episodes are listed there. And please do like and subscribe and share out with your networks. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, just DM me on LinkedIn. Are you looking for some good safety content, stuff that's credible? Then head on over to safeopedia.com. We've got webinars, white papers, articles, and Q&As coming out every single day. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the Women in Safety podcast. Thank you for clicking the subscribe button and sharing it with others. Make sure to visit us at safetywithpurpose.com for more safety leadership and industry discussions.